0: Oh my god. Mm Mm-hmm. I would die. Uh, Yup. That is so not okay. Not okay! (laughs) Holy shit.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, happy Sunday.
0: Indeed. It's a long weekend. I am very happy about it. Absolutely going to have to work today and tomorrow, but that is what it is. Oh, Um, man. I know. Um, Definitely we need to talk about the Alive Man.
1: Yes. I need updates on the Alive Man. Yes. So, okay.
0: I'm realizing that I can talk about this because it's So he confirmed listened.
1: Knew he would.
0: Yes. So he listened to the first love language one. So um, there's a chance he will now
1: listen to the next one. So when – because we shift – because we're offset from when we record, you probably hadn't talked about him in the one he listened to, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. So
0: the next one will be the one with Laura – We'll yes. have him
1: mentioned. Yes. Okay. And and I'm sure he will listen. I'm sure he's realized. Do yeah. you think? Do you think? Oh, I guess you talked to him about it. So tell me about the conversation.
0: <laughs> well, so first of all, so um, I told him his nickname was The Alive Man. and Great. <laughs> um, And so then I told him that on like when I saw him for watching the Super Bowl or something. And then we had a date on Wednesday and he – when I had invited him to come meet up with me and friends on Saturday, he his response had been, like, throw me to the wolves, like, no problem, like, I'm there.
1: Yeah. That was, like, the first – that you mean the first time you met? Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that was, like, yeah. the first – And so then when we were together on Wednesday, he was, like, by the way, like, I was kind of, th- like, thinking about my nickname on the podcast and, you know, how, like, remember, like, I said the thing about meeting your friends. Did he want to be the wolves? wolf? No, he goes, he was like, you know, I was like wondering, do you think my nickname could be like Dances with Wolves? Like that
1: feels like masculine. No. And I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, a live man is set, you're done. First of all, again, that nickname is too long. It, yeah, he was like, it does. He's like, I know it's like a little wordy, but. I also love the fact that he said it's That feels like it's masculine, know, like it not really that it funny. is or it isn't, but yeah. like that's just very funny that he that he was like, "Oh, that's a good one." Very yeah. masculine. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I've come
0: up with a great one, and I will suggest it."
1: Oh my god!
0: But yeah, it gave me a giggle. Um, but anyway, so like, I'm in calculating. I wanted. I don't want to hold myself back from saying what I really think because I think he might listen. But I realize yeah. that this will come out when I will have already had this conversation with him. So,
1: perfect. Because we don't yes. want him to find out things similar to when you were dating the classmate. We don't want him yeah. to find things out due to the podcast. Correct.
0: Basically, I feel like what I've like I am not going to enter into a long distance relationship. Like no. that is not happening. Um if within this year I end up moving to or down the road, move to Dallas and this man is still single, I I would go out with him again, but I'm not entering into a long distance relationship. This has been great. And what I think my very big takeaway from this is this is how I personally want to be pursued. Yeah. He has like, he's been a like so cool and understanding when I'm very like when I'm super swamped, he's been like, take, he takes initiative. He makes a plan for every date. He's had alternate plans. Like when I've, had like um, on Wednesday he wanted to, we met up at seven 30 and he wanted to go to like two, he had like two bar like stops. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to eat. And he was like, great. Immediately pivot, like cancel the second spot. We'll go to the first one uh, or we'll go to food. And, um, and also like for, so for a date on Wednesday, um, he like hinted at what the place was. And I said, I, I kind of was joking. I was like, oh, like, is this a riddle? Like, am I supposed to guess where we're going? Yeah. And and he goes, well, it wasn't, uh, but I can write you one. And so he wrote me a riddle to have me, like, get, like, a hint to where we were going. And, the, like, the answer to the riddle was an apple and we were going to a cider, a place that brews its own cider. Very cool. It was very cute. And, like, that level of sort of, like, initiative, thoughtfulness, caring, like, all of that stuff is – like absolutely how I want to be treated. And like I, and I don't want to, I stand by, there are men in this world who might be great men otherwise, who might not be capable of that. Those are not the men for me. I am not doing that. And so this is, this has been like a very, very good, I don't know if reminder, like reminder is the right word, but some sort of like standard setting encounter where it's like reminded me what I want my standard to be.
1: Yeah. I love that. I also think at least from my perception of you talking about it, perhaps a good thought about how you want to be too, because like, this is the situation where you were talking about not giving any fucks. Yes, totally. Yes. And like bringing that energy back with you to LA and, you know, like we were talking about like vacation energy, like there's yes. no reason to not be that way in our real lives. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Do you think – do you envision yourself creating any similar situations in LA where, like, you would try to get people to meet you out?
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly not opposed to it. Um. I think that, like, what's tricky is that – and this is something that I've been, uh, like, learning here – like, being here versus being kind of out in LA mm-hmm. is that – um. I do think there is a higher level of comfort in Texas with like going out and like meeting random people and being social and being in a crowded atmosphere just because like Texas as a state like up titrated their comfort level starting earlier in all of this. And whereas in California, like LA has, so even though California, for example, is like lifting the mask mandate, LA isn't. yeah, And so like LA is still like, very, very concerned, and I I don't know that there's like kind of like the ethos of like going out, and meeting someone, feeling safe in public. Like that's that's not in people's psyche right now. Yeah, it's a
2: and different. so like
0: that's the piece that I worry about a little bit in terms of like asking people to do that, and they being like, eh, I don't know, like that's not really the vibe. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. That's fair. Yeah.
1: Um. You interesting. I got a, I actually got a comment. on one of my videos recently about somebody in LA who was asking about like how do you like how do you go on dates in places where there are mask mandates and then they they, like can't see your face but then I was like but then she was talking about I realized she was talking about like restaurants and bars Mm
2: -hmm. and then I was
1: thinking wait a minute if you're in a restaurant or a bar like at some point you have to eat yeah like even if there's a mask mandate if you're Going to a restaurant – like, you're going to eat. Yes. So then I was confused about that. Yeah, that's
0: – that's an odd
1: – Yeah. Yeah. And I – because I wrote back and I was like, oh, well, in New York you have to be vaccinated to go into restaurants. So, like, that's what makes me personally feel comfortable in restaurants and bars because, like, I only go to the – first of all, it's required. There are some places that don't check. I don't go to mm-hmm. those places. Um but that's what personally makes me comfortable is that thing. But then I was yeah. thinking, like, but also, like, you gotta you gotta eat.
0: Yeah, I'm you're I'm, I'm putting confused f- by that.
1: Food into your mouth. Yeah. So I was just like a little bit confused about the logistics behind the the question. Um, okay, so you're gonna have that conversation with him this week, I presume. Yes.
0: Yes. 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 That's the plan.
1: Yeah. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol.
2: Yeah. And also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink that is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors.
1: My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail like I put it in a coupe glass feel it all fancy garnish it with a little sprig of mint it is delicious
2: and my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule I'm a ginger gal and what I love also not too sweet perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat they're
1: absolutely delicious and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash fmh so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences do you do you have any idea about his like have you guys had any tangential conversations about you leaving? Um,
0: not really. He made a he made a joke on our Wednesday date where he was like where he was like, Oh, so like how are your friends gonna react when you tell them like you're moving to Dallas? Uh,
1: that's where like his head is at for sure. And so we'll see. Got it. So perhaps perhaps a live man will be sad man. Yes yes which a
0: disappointed man
1: disappointed disappointed, disappointed man that's fun yeah. though it's fun that you yeah. had that experience while you were there
0: yeah for sure and he's like he is genuinely a great guy that like yeah, it seems like it yeah i there's a lot i like really like about him it's um it's just like i'm not in a physical place to date him yes yes <laughs>
1: Well, on my end, I don't have too many updates. I have a non-update update in the sense that I have not spoken to the bulldog anymore. Okay. Got it. So he texted me right before we recorded. I mentioned that we had been texting that weekend last week, mm-hmm. um, and we like went back and forth a couple times. He like he had texted me. I don't remember if I said this. He had texted me that our table at Death and Co was a- was available. They texted him after he was asleep. It was like 1 a.m. and our table became available. Oh, my God. What a fucking
0: joke. Yeah.
1: Which ended up being we met up at 7.30 or 8 and they had said two hours. It was like legitimately five hours or four hours. That's crazy. Then they had the audacity to be like, are you still around? Yeah, no. We've moved on. No, we we're done with our lives. We're asleep. Um, so he—that's what he had texted me the next morning, saying like I had a great time last night. By the way, our death and go table is available.
0: That's great. Um, and that's so, a we great callback. I like that.
1: Yeah. And so I wrote back, but then that was it. Like we like had that little interaction, but then that was it. So and like I said, I wasn't feeling strongly enough about it to ask him out. So. No more Bulldog. Is Um, there a
0: plan for when you come back? Has like
1: your matchmaker made a plan with? No. So this week is when she will be giving him my number. Got it. For him to then reach out. So she only coordinates like the date and time. Not even time. Like the fact that we are going to go out on Friday night. Okay. She has done that. He had asked her, as I mentioned, like, should I make a reservation? So perhaps he has done that. Mm -hmm. Um, But she will give him my phone number this week for yeah. him to then reach out. And they have a um, guideline, I think is probably the right word. They have a guideline that they give to both the matchy and the, whatever, both people, yeah. um, that you're not supposed to talk very much before you go out. Right. Right, right. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to give him your number, you know, like that week. There's no need there, – there's no lead time necessary. I We both know that we're going out on Friday night. It's just a matter of where I'm meeting him. Mm-hmm. So she will do that this week. Great. And then I will go out with him. Um, I am also – so in addition to playing around with my height filter on several of the dating apps, Mm -hmm. I also, on one of them, lowered my age boundary to 29.
0: Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Wait, I thought it was always lower than that. Oh, no. No. Oh, that's so interesting I because – oh, wow. Okay.
1: So I have always had a loose parameter in my mind that I want to date somebody who's older than my brother.
0: Oh, that's funny. Okay.
1: Um, He is about to turn 30 as a point of reference in a week. Mm Oh, shit. He's turning 30 in a week. All right. Mental note. So I've always had that like loose parameter in my mind and so it has – so essentially that means five years is my Mm -hmm. lower bound. Um, And so I had had it at 30 – for the last six to eight months, perhaps, mm-hmm. something like that. So I brought it down to 29. And I have been talking to a 29-year-old. And uh, I think we we don't have a date set. He, he knew I was leaving. He's also out of town this weekend. But we've been like kind of intermittently texting. But I, I like him. He's very mature in his communication, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and great. he I mean yeah. I think
0: you would need I think you you would need a 29 year old to show you that that he's yes. capable of that
1: yes exactly and he absolutely did so a little like mini story so I had volleyball playoffs this past week and it was maybe the day we matched or the day we moved to text one of the two mm-hmm. and we took second my volleyball team um and right after so he had asked me how it went, And I had told him, you know, we lost in the finals, et cetera. And he had made a joke when he asked how it went that kind of like crossed paths in the ether with my text back where he Mm. like jokingly said like, I only date winners. So like something, something. And so then I said, you know, my team lost in the finals. And then he made a joke about – he was like, oh, man, like and you had everything going for you. And he like listed out a couple things. And it was funny And I enjoy that kind of playful humor. However, I had just gotten home from this game that I was pretty upset about losing. Yeah. And so – You were not in the mood. I was not in the mood. And so I wrote back and I just said, I was like, I have to be honest with you, I know you're just teasing, but I'm still pretty upset about this loss, so I'm not not in a place for that right now.
0: And – And how did he take that? I'm assuming well, based on you saying –
1: Yes. So he apologized. He was like, you're right. I was just teasing, but I can totally see how that wasn't the right time for it. And then he said, also, I appreciate you saying something about being upset.
0: Look at that. Oh, yeah. my God. It reminds me of the 3 Pete.
1: Completely. He was like, I really – he said, I really appreciate you expressing your displeasure. I'm a big fan of open communication. Look like, at this guy go. Right? <laughs> go little rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go a little 29-year-old. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, so that was, like, really – I was really impressed by that. And I actually do think that that is something to be impressed by because I think this isn't a wow the bars on the floor moment. No, no, no. Because him him understanding that I didn't want to be teased by it might have been, but, like, actually saying to me that he appreciates that, like, communication, I just, like, fucking loved that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So, and now he knows that I am extremely competitive. And if I have just lost something, it is not the time to tease me
2: about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was going to, um, I was going to say
0: this earlier. So I'm considering when I go back to LA, looking into a matchmaker. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yay. I was talking to Amy about it yesterday because something that is happening to me, I right now am having like a lot of difficulty with work being what it is, uh-huh. like the app is like too much for me. I'm on mm. one, and it feels like too much. Where I want to be active on it so that my like it's feeding my card to people, so I'm not leaving, so I'm not being a dick, like leaving people hanging. You know, like yeah. I I don't I don't want to be that person on these apps. Like I want to be able to communicate and be active and participate in them. But then I can really like. Not because of emotional bandwidth, because of time, I can really only focus on kind of like one person at a time right now. Cause like juggling people is like so difficult and like I oft I so often have to reschedule or cancel that I can't keep like three guys being like, Okay, I canceled his Wednesday. Can I move oh, him to like yeah. it's a fucking it, it, it's exhausting. You need like, so a virtual like- assistant. Yeah, and so oh, I'm like, can God. I
1: fucking outsource this? <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. And so I'm considering it. I'm considering it. I'm going to think Well, about it. please use my affiliate link to speak to mine. Okay. <laughs> Not that you have to use the one that I'm using, but to schedule your initial intro call, please, please let me okay. know and I will, I will send you my affiliate link. That
2: sounds um, good.
1: But, um, I, but yeah, so I really, I'm going to
0: research like LA ones and stuff.
1: Yeah, I know they have an office there. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I'm it's sure that, yeah. it's one of the it's one of the big ones. Like when I was yeah. looking into, um, when I was looking into matchmaking companies, one of the things I was looking for was one of the bigger, more established ones, just because I fi- figured that they would have the largest pool mm, mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. Um. So, anywho, that's exciting mm-hmm. or potentially yeah. exciting.
0: Yeah. So I'm considering it. Um. Yeah, just because like I'm like, so- somebody needs to help me. <laughs> Like wow. I just I'm like exhausted. Not exactly. Like not that's not true. I'm not exhausted by dating actually at all. I'm having a great time. It's more the like just logistics of dating the right logistics now are feeling very very stressful.
1: Anyway. Yeah, yes. that's hard. Um I mean it's like for great for that reason. It's also great because you might, you know, capture people that you're not going to see because either the algorithm's not showing them to you or you're on that one dating app and perhaps they're not on them or they're on a different one. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. I think that's great. I was, you know, I was talking to Matt, my guy friend that was on the podcast about this where yeah. we were we were talking about how like we both want to date like a, like professional people with like a lot going on and like that can often that might mean that we're kind of like missing good people mm. either because like be, like I might be looking to date somebody who has a similar problem to me right now, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Anyway, these are these are thoughts. At the very least, you should get yourself into the matchmaking pools. Right, right. That that can't hurt. That's no. That's
0: zoom, like the lowest barrier to entry piece. Yeah, yeah. Some
1: of them are free. Some of them are fairly cheap. Yeah. Might as well. Totally. Although I, I will say that I have gotten not one phone call about being in the pool in the. I think I've been in there like ten years at this point. So it's
0: so funny. I um. I can't remember why, but so my friend Val who actually lives in Dallas now, um, and I see her a fair amount. She she and I when we lived in New York, she knew someone who started working at a matchmaker out of college mm-hmm. and so she was like, "Oh, should we have her like put us in the hopper?" And we did it, and I actually was set up with a very like a great guy. Oh. Um yeah, very tall. Like he was so cute and like they have a very interesting policy. It is actually fully blind oh yeah and they help the guy like fully arrange the date they text you where to go like and you can't you don't like even have his number until like you meet in person and like decide to exchange if it goes well
1: so what information did you have in order to say yes to this
0: i think i had like bio information where like i i actually wonder if i found i'm sure i found him online frankly Mm. um i bet it was enough to google him and figure out what he looks like but they like Limited even further than like, we recommend low texting. They're like, you do not, you cannot talk. <laughs> you cannot see, you cannot talk. Wow.
2: And um,
0: yeah, and it was like, he was a great guy. I can't remember exactly like why it didn't work out. He definitely asked me out again. I can't remember if we went out a second time or not, but um,
1: he was lovely. Oh, I was, that's interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine from college that I ran into at a birthday party. And he was telling me that he's gotten reached out to like six or seven times. Damn. From the company that I am signed up with. Yeah. Um And he has never gone – out. he's never been interested. Oh. I think he might be, like, a little too picky for his own good. He listens, so hello. I think <laughs> a little too picky for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Anyway, but that's potentially exciting for you. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much what's going on with me. I, sadly, you know, I had that, like, boon of dating app matches where I had, like, when I – brought down and I had like 18 matches, not one of them has turned into anything. Not one. What's going on? I don't know. And the guy that I – the 29-year-old that I'm talking to is from another app. Like nothing happened from that That's like so massive – I know. Wow. It's very weird. So hmm. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it. Yeah. I'm against it. I'm
2: against it. Weird or not, it's weird. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast. Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come. Experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week.
1: It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmisterheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area.
2: Yeah. So make sure you come, DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And You can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that, a few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join.
1: Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmisterheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with
2: you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. But speaking of which, yeah, this
1: week's Weird or Nah, I'm very excited about. It was inspired by Love is Blind. We will keep this spoiler free if you are not caught up on Love is Blind. But if you are into Love is Blind... You should join the Patreon and specifically the Discord tier of the Patreon because people in there are very passionate and the conversations are amazing.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's fun to, like, I love a reality TV group chat. It's, it's like the best. It's so good. I love hearing everyone's takes and like sending around like TikTok. My TikTok algorithm is now like 80% love is blind. Oh, love is blind. Oh, that's great.
1: (laughs) I also really appreciate Discord's spoiler function.
0: That, yeah, like, allows yes. you to
1: hide – yeah, I which I didn't know existed until somebody in there told us about it. And so I, what, I got caught up on Love is Blind, had the idea for this weird or nah, then, like, wasn't quite caught up. So I hadn't yet gone back to read all of the, like, covered yeah. spoiler messages in the chat and did that this morning and discovered that somebody suggested that we do this weird or nah.
0: Oh, my God. That's perfect. Yeah. It's so funny because, like, you open that chat and it's just, like, a person's name fully, like, redacted, redacted, redacted.
1: It's <laughs> yes, a hilarious yes. thread right now. It looks, it looks like, like, Discovery <laughs> Everyone's or something. being so cautious and, like, respectful. Which I so appreciate. And so now I've yeah. been going and, like, uncovering all of the little boxes. It's been, like, a yeah. treasure hunt. Um. Okay. So this week's Weird or Not is they still have gifts from their ex. Like, gifts okay. that their ex gave to them, they still have them.
0: Okay, so I think this hinges on a variety of factors. Number Mm -hmm. one being, like, what is the gift? Because just to couch this a little bit in Love is Blind, I will answer it, like, with the information you gave the Instagram audience. But yeah. in Love is Blind, it is established that this man like stays friends with his exes and he's like you yeah. never know they might have a professional connection down the line. I'm like fuck
1: off. Anyway, so yeah, I, I think I, it I think it's contingent on not just what the gift is, but like the broader context of this person. Exactly. So this man
0: stays friends with exes, he has a highly personalized gift it seems like from someone yeah. I would not love this. Um, I do have like, I've, there's like a sweatshirt that I have, like a, um, not like one that I stole. Like it was a, it was a gift. It has like the name of a TV show that I like. I'm trying to think of other things I might have from exes. I have some like skincare. I think that was like a stocking stuffer. I have a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't interest. Interesting. Cause now I'm thinking about this obviously on gift exchangey holidays that would happen between me and my significant other. But I wonder if for you, you're getting more gifts across (laughs) the year. Maybe. To our love language episode, you might, the way you saved the carnation, right? Like there are things that are quote unquote gifts for you that I actually probably wouldn't even think of. But um, anyway, so, I mean, the bottom line is this is not going to be weird. I get that. I An ex of mine actually had a, cutting like a butcher block, cutting board mm-hmm. that was engraved with his initial plus the other the X's initial. Oh fuck that. Mhm. It no. was like like I'll just give like it was like R plus A, right? Like no. that's
1: Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yes. Okay, but but let's what do you think the split is <laughs> on the on the Instagram? Okay. So, I'm going to say
0: I'm gonna hope there's some people in my camp and say twenty-five weird eighty-five, not.
1: Twenty-five seventy-five?
0: Oh god, I'm so fucking tired. (laughs) Yes. Yes, twenty-five seventy-five.
1: I'm sorry, it's less weird than that. Fuck. It's thirteen eighty seven. What? Yup. That okay, I hope this is a vocal minority. Please tell me what they said. It's not a vocal minority. God damn it. It is there, I mean, there were people. There were people that said it was weird. Yeah. Um, but most of the people that said that either wrote in about the weirdness. Most of them said it's context based, and they were answering the question with the thought in their mind that it's something like that cutting board. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think that I I think the answer hinges on what it is. Agreed. And. Okay, and I will. You're gonna think this is really weird, and you would not date me due to this. (laughs) I have a memory box of things, of sentimental things that exes have given me, like cards and stuff. I think that's okay. I don't want to. But wouldn't that fall into the. Is that, or is this, is that a little bit different because it's not things that I'm using?
0: yeah, I yeah, I, I think it's actually like the daily use that would bother me of like, okay, that makes sense cool. You're being like constantly reminded of like this very thoughtful gift or whatever. I think that there's something about and like this is actually why I draw a distinction between that type of thing and on Instagram because like I, I don't buy the argument where it's like it's just a memory box. Like no, your memory box is in your closet for your private viewing. You are telling the world something about your life when you put it on Instagram. Yeah. If you want to have some, like, private stuff of, like, things that were meaningful to you at various points in your life, that doesn't bother me. It's it's the publicness that bothers me.
1: That's fair. I think for me, as I'm thinking about when I would think it was weird, if somebody – like, that cutting board situation for me is very fucking weird. Yeah. I think that – I think it has to fall in this sweet spot. There's, like, a Venn diagram for me. There's a Venn diagram of sentimental and used all the time. Mm. And, like, when that crosses over – in a way that's like, in a way that is not, okay, sorry, I'm I'm like, I'm forming this opinion as I'm speaking. Yeah. In a way that is sentimental about the relationship. So like R plus A, mm-hmm. that would be like, absolutely not. I do not want your ex's initials in our home or your home. Yeah. Like, no. But in the case of the Love is Blind episode, it's his initials. And it is something right. he uses all the time. Now, granted, there is more context about this man, and I think that her reaction to it is less about the gift and more about how she feels about his relationship with his exes in general. Yes. But I think in a vacuum, without the context of how he is with his exes, something practical like that with his initials on it would not bother me.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. That's actually fair. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I think um, we should we should uh, I think we should call it the cutting board nexus.
1: Yes, yes, because <laughs> can I tell you the weirdest fucking thing that I've ever heard that somebody yeah. um that somebody submitted. It's going to be a little bit graphic, but that's okay. I screenshotted it. Just I would, I need to read it directly otherwise I won't be able to get through it. Okay, I can't find it, so I'm just going to have to wing it. Um mm-hmm. okay, so somebody DM'd me and said this was too long to fit in the box, but I hope That this is okay. And I, after reading it, replied, this is 100% okay because that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Somebody that she dated, I don't believe they're still dating. Somebody that she dated refused to give up a fleshlight that was shaped in the actual shape of his ex's vagina. Oh my God. Mm Mm-hmm. I would die. Uh, Yup. That is so not okay.
2: Not okay.
1: Holy shit. I read that and I was like, yep, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Oh
0: my god, yes. Oh my god.
1: I was also flabbergasted that he told her that detail about it.
0: Yeah, way to play yourself, dude. Like, Pretty much. There's cause... a world where you could have kept that. Or like, I guess he did. He just lost the girlfriend, I hope. But
1: um, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I if I recall correctly, she said my ex. Um, okay, good. But because- Having the fleshlight, or a fleshlight rather, not weird. Like, that's what you're into, whatever. Totally. So, like, you get he, did not, he did not – he did – I assume that it wasn't stamped on the outside with, like, by the way, this is the shape of.
0: Like, oh, my God. Like, property that just
1: made of so-and-so's me vagina. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. So, in that case, it would definitely be fucking weird. Yeah, that's awful. I do not approve. No. Mm-mm. So, anyway. But, yeah, generally speaking, I think – not weird. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. We found the very weird one. <laughs> we did find. We did find the very weird one. But I think. I think the cutting board nexus. I think is a good. That'll be. That'll just be our kind of turning point, going forward. Yeah, it's a good barometer.
0: Well, we have a heavier topic today.
1: We do. We yeah. do. We are talking about gaslighting today.
0: Yeah, and we know we've done. We've talked about negging and other types of kind of like negative behavior, but. Um, gaslighting is probably is as we've decided is worthy of its own um, exploration.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think before we get into it, I want to just give a general disclaimer, which is a disclaimer about our entire podcast, frankly. And we said it on the very first episode that we ever did. But this isn't therapy; it is not intended to be a substitute for therapy. We are not mental health professionals in this space. Yeah. This is we are, uh, not
0: medical advice.
1: This is not medical advice. And also, this is not intended to address abusive relationships. Agreed. If if that is something that you are thinking that, you know, your relationship might cross the threshold into, please seek out resources for that. That is not what this is. Yeah. Um. So with all that being said, I think I am – I have been looking forward to might be the wrong way to say it, but I have been mm-hmm. anticipating this episode because I think – The phrase or term gaslighting is something that I see thrown around a lot.
0: It is way overused. Yeah. Like even – it's funny. My therapist actually was saying that the other day. We were talking about something and she was like – she was like, I'm very – she was like, I'm always like super hesitant to use gaslighting. It's like actually – it's rarer than we – like manipulation is frequent. I think gaslighting is rarer than – people not people make it seem it's rarer than the word is being used
1: yes and because gaslighting is a subset of mani- of manipulation yes. um and i think i think in the course of this episode we will probably speak to both probably speak yes. to things that are truly gaslighting and things that are probably more manipulation mm-hmm. um also it's not just a romantic thing there can be gaslighting in any relationship oh of familial course, yeah. friends whatever i want to start with the official miriam webster definition if that's okay great so, Merriam Webster defines gaslighting as the psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories, and typically leads to confusion, lof- loss of confidence and self esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and a dependency on the perpetrator.
0: There we go. And this is, it's based off of a play, which then became a much more famous movie where called Gaslight, where a husband and wife, um, the husband would like turn down the gas on the gas lamp and she would say, it's gotten darker. And he would say, no, it hasn't. And so it's that idea of you're being told to call into question your reality. And like, I actually think a really good, like very simple relationship example of it would be, I was thinking about this with your TikTok video about like the physical touch boundary. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if you had said to that man, hey, I am not comfortable being touched that way. No, thank you. Yeah. And he had said back, well, sometimes I can touch you that way. It's like, well, no, I I just told you my reality is like, we're not doing this. You can't now like slip it in by saying, well, sometimes I can.
1: I think that people often use this phrase, at least the way that I see it on TikTok or social media using it is just like somebody who disagrees with you. Mm, mm -hmm. or somebody who's just a dick yes and like neither of those things necessarily rises to the level of manipulation or gaslighting as an even higher bar yeah totally but i i do i do think that there are sort of i'm gonna use air quotes here like lighter levels of gaslighting that are like technically that is what you're doing yes but I think the the technical definition just to be super clear like based on what we just read is like it's an it's an abuse tactic it's like a way to get somebody dependent on you right um but I do think that there are things that kind of fit into that mold in relationships where it might not be that person might not be a, a purposely doing it which I think we'll get into but b like it might not rise to that level but it's still I would call it gaslighting still yes i I, I totally totally agree no what I mean um, which leads me to, so I wanted to ask you, do you have any personal experiences with this?
0: I mean, I would say that PowerPoint was definitely a gaslighter. Yeah. My experience, I mean, my experience dating him is why I have a hard time like setting boundaries and other relationships because I would say like, this is my reality of a boundary that I need. And he would say, well, you, you can get over that. Like yeah. that's, you know, you can either manage your emotions or not, but like, this is what's going to happen. And you'd be like, well, you know, that, Sounds like a you problem, or like recover. Like you sound sad right now, but like you'll bounce back, figure it out.
1: Is that? I'm trying to like. Do you think that that's gaslighting, or that's just him being an asshole and saying it's not his problem? Like, was he trying to tell you that it wasn't a problem?
0: He was telling that you, me that, you that like it wasn't making a problem. up. You were
1: like making up this problem.
0: Yes, he was telling me that it wasn't a problem.
1: Got it. Yes, that you were, that it was like all in your head, kind of thing.
0: Yes. This had to do with when he was like lying to me about spending time with his ex. Mm. I kept trying to like draw boundaries around that, and he would say things like, "I've made it like incredibly clear, like how much I love you. Like I this like this isn't a problem. Like I can't like I don't want to like talk about this anymore. Like I can't support you
1: anymore." Um. Yeah the the oyster loved a gaslighting moment. Yeah, he. Uh... Like one of the one of like my earlier videos that went viral was about one of our first Valentine's or not one of our we only had one Valentine's day was our first Valentine's day, which I don't know if I've told that story on the pod. I think you have, but it was a long time ago, like a very long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So basically, on our on our on Valentine's Day, which was fairly soon after we had become an official couple. Mm-hmm. To, to use the official couple terminology from last week yes. Um. very soon after that was Valentine's Day and he had made reservations to go to dinner or whatever I brought him a card that I had made mm-hmm. and I like gave him the card I we, let me back up we met at his apartment first mm-hmm. because I was going to stay there after dinner so I had brought stuff with me so I like brought my stuff to his apartment left my overnight bag there gave him this card that I had made He didn't have anything for me, which I thought was like a little weird at the time, but I didn't say anything about it. I just like gave him the card, was like excited to go to dinner. In my head, I was like, I mean, I guess dinner's the gift, like whatever. We go to dinner. We had dinner, had a lovely evening. We go back to his apartment and he pulls this massive bouquet of flowers out of his closet. Mm -hmm. I was surprised, obviously, but he proceeds to go into this whole diatribe about how I had been so upset that he didn't give me flowers. He was like, "I can't believe you thought I wouldn't give you flowers." Like you were so mad. You were so mad. Like how could you think I wouldn't give you flowers?" And
0: you were like, "No, I fucking wasn't." I
1: wasn't mad. I didn't say a single word. We I I wasn't. Yeah. And he was like, "Yes you were." Yeah, objectively I wasn't mad. And he was like, "You were so upset. You were so upset. I could tell. I could tell like and like in I ended up apologizing to him for having been upset. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: And, oh, you know what? Actually, that's a good – thank you for sharing that because that – like, I would end up apologizing for being sad that, like, he had lied to me about spending time with his ex.
1: Yes. I think that that is a key outcome often of gaslighting is that, like, the person is making you question your own reality to the point where you apologize for what you thought was reality.
0: Right. Like, why am – where – I was like, why am I – I, like, remember apologizing for, like, overreacting to him, like, lying to me. It was fucking insane. Yes. Thank you. That, th- Thank you. That was a really good Yeah. Matter. So like
1: I ultimately was like, I'm so sorry you felt that way. Like I, I, I guess I I was upset. Like I – even in my head I, I knew. I'm like I wasn't mad. Yeah. I thought it was a little odd but like I wasn't mad and this is so – like but I just went with it and that turned into more of a pattern in our relationship where he – we used to have extremely different recollections of arguments mm. mm-hmm. and it had me questioning I used to talk to my therapist about it all the time. I actually started seeing my current therapist while I was dating the oyster because of this issue. and That's she actually talent. helped she helped me see that he was doing this um and and I don't know if it was on purpose on his end i tr- I truly don't. um and we'll I think we'll we got listen to a question about that. We'll talk about it later. but um. We would have an argument or even mm-hmm. not an argument sometimes, just a, a conversation. And he would say things that I said that I knew I didn't say. Oh, wow. Like he would be like, you yelled at me for, you know, X thing. And I'm like, I, I didn't. Right. Mostly because did not. I'm not mad about that thing. Yeah. Like I know that I wouldn't have yelled at you for that because I'm not mad about it. So That's why would so I have yelled at you for it? But it got me questioning my own memory, yeah, of how things had happened. Wild, yeah. And so it t- it got to the point where like I tr- I truly didn't think I could trust what I was remembering because he was so sure, yeah, that arguments had gone down in the- in the way that he was saying they did. It's wild. And like, he would be like, "You were screaming at me," and I was so calm. And and I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was the opposite. Like, I know it was the opposite. I know I was calm and he was yelling. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, that is wow. That is for sure crazy making. I would, it was yeah,
1: yeah. would. It, it's like I truly believed it at yeah. a, at some points until I ultimately didn't. Um, and then, like the last example before we move on to listener questions is. I've mentioned before that he had a really big issue with one of my close guy friends. Yes. For absolutely no reason. And, but he started making me think that I was giving him reason to be Mm. jealous, that my relationship Mm. with this friend was inappropriate. And it was something else that I talked to my therapist about. And I would like tell her and say that these are the, these are the things that I do with that friend. This is the way that I talk about that friend. This is the way, you know, like it, Am I crossing lines here? Like, is this bad? Because he's really making me feel like I shouldn't be doing these things.
0: Yeah. And was your therapist like, uh, no,
1: no, that sounds like friendship. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> this would like, she sounds like sounds like he's a good friend. Sounds like he's very supportive of you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But he like made me think that the way that I viewed this friendship was crazy. Yeah, and that I was he he literally said to me, "You're you're crazy for making for thinking that's normal." <gasps> Oh my he, actually, God. he called me crazy several times, actually. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Insane. Um, so anywho, that's my personal experience. Um, I will also say, because so we gotta we got a question. I think the first question that I want to address is okay. do we think it's always purposeful?
0: I mean, I think the answer is no. Yeah. Um, because I think that. You know, it's funny. In a way, I want to say no, it's not. Because I almost think that, like, gives people, like, too much credit. <laughs>
2: like, they <laughs> like, like, the are not smart
0: enough to run this fucking scheme, buddy.
1: <laughs>
0: um. But yeah, so I think no. What do you think?
1: Uh, agreed. Because, like I said, I do not know whether this was purposeful on the oysters part. I don't think it was, though. Like, I... I just don't think that he sought set out to manipulate me. Yeah, there are certainly people who do. Absolutely, I don't think that was the case. It doesn't make it okay. Mm-hmm. But and we were not compatible for many other reasons, so it wasn't like, oh, you know, maybe I could have addressed this with him and we could have worked through it because there were other other reasons beyond this behavior that we weren't right for each other. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it has to be purposeful. And I will say that I have probably done similar things in the past. Like, not called something yeah. crazy like that. Like, not wrote, risen to the level that I'm talking about with the oyster. But, like, I just I just have to think that I've probably done it inadvertently in the past.
0: No, that's fair. And um, the reason I think that that's probably – true for most people is the example I was actually just thinking of was um, to go back to love is blind is Shane's reaction to Natalie's reaction Mm -hmm. when he thinks Shana is the person in the pod. Yep. Where Natalie is. uh, I I was about to say visibly upset. He cannot see that. She's audibly upset and that's clear. And he says to her, do you think I'm a dick for that? Because if you do, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And I think that he, in that moment, is just trying to get out of it. Like, he's trying Mm -hmm. to get out of a bad situation. He is not trying to gaslight her. I think he's trying to save a really unfortunate interaction and doing it in a very bad way. Yeah, and he's he's just, like, like, scrambling. Exactly. And so I think that, like, that's a moment where, like, you realize you've made a mistake and you're just sort of, like, fixing it in a really fucking bad way and because from the rest of filming that is not his mo that's not what he's doing no i don't think so at all to the point of the definition you read that's why i think like the longevity matters in terms of like Mm. really defining it but um yeah that's a really good quote-unquote gaslighting moment
1: yes that's a really good point about the the pattern Mm -hmm. and the longevity of it Yeah, yeah because and so on that note then a couple people asked us how do you how do you call out a partner who you think might be doing it unintentionally? Like if that if that were to happen, like if you're Natalie in that moment and he says that to you. What would you say?
0: I think it's hard because I think you have to be really quick on your feet mm-hmm. with your own knowledge of your emotions, but if you are your best self in that moment and able to describe what you're feeling, say back, hey, that thing you did hurt me and I'm having a reaction to it may or may not be, it it may be an imperfect reaction and it may be a reaction that you wouldn't have or you think a person shouldn't have, but it's the one I'm having now and I need you to honor it and, or like, I need you to receive it or something. And, you know, I would gladly accept an apology for what just happened you know, something like that. But that's tough.
1: Yeah. Something that I started saying to the oyster with help from my therapist is I'm feeling like my feelings aren't valid here. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. And that actually did help a little bit. Like when I would say to him, like, I – the way that this conversation is going is making me Think that my feelings aren't valid. And I, even if, like you said, even if you don't think you would have the feelings I'm having, I'm having them. Mm -hmm. I'm upset or I'm sad or I, whatever, you know, whatever feeling it is. And I don't feel like you think they're valid. Yeah. And that's hurtful. Yeah. Um, And I think that he didn't really respond well to that, but. (laughs) He was not. He was not prepared to receive that. Um, yeah. But I think that 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 was important for me to hear him not care. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because you know you can think that you did nothing wrong, and that the person is overreacting, or because like that you I can't control that. Like I've certainly thought that before. Where yeah. like I said something, and I was like, "That's very in my head. That's very dumb that you're upset about that." Because I wouldn't have been, but like the point is that I care that you're upset.
0: Yes. A a good distinction to draw too is that I think like an inadvertent gaslighter who like could be, I think, like probably resolved by like therapy. So like, for example, like I like wish like PowerPoint would have gone to therapy, right? Like I think that would be great for him for many reasons. Um, But I think that an intentional gaslighter is probably not a therapy
1: fixable problem
0: Especially that seems at a very level. concerning.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think, and I think that that's something, something else that somebody asks is: there a good method for spotting this before you're getting in too deep with them? And mm-hmm. I think that their reaction to you pushing back on it speaks volumes. Yeah, like totally. if they're like <laughs> trying to gaslight, you're calling out of the gaslighting.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Oh my God, yeah. Like that's, ooh, that's bad. For sure. Um, is something as simple as you're taking it the wrong way gaslighting?
1: Oh, probably not. I agree with you. Even though I think it's rude. Right. Like that feels like a very rude way to respond to somebody being upset about something.
0: Yeah, I could see, I think an effective way to communicate that would be, I hear how you took it. Here's how I intended it. Now that you know that I came from a place of good intent, can we talk about like that version of things, that version of events? Um, And so like acknowledge the miscommunication and try to like fix the communication, I think would be the way to go rather than just laying it on you to say like you heard it wrong.
1: Right. And also, uh, you know, either sort of commitment or acknowledgement of like, I now know that the way I phrased that isn't going to be received well. Yeah. Um, because I think that that's something, that's something that I'm definitely looking for in a partner is somebody who like is able to, to shift the way that they're communicating when they realize that it's not landing the way that they intended. Like if you are constantly, if you're constantly saying to someone, you're taking it the wrong way. Right. 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 At, at some point you have to be like, perhaps I should shift the way that I'm communicating things because people seem to be taking it quote unquote the wrong way all the yes. time.
0: Well, that's like with, um, uh, a uh, a boss that I had at a at the place where we worked together, um, used to say that like, and I think that this is a common saying, I it, attributable to him or not, but um, he used to say like, when you're pointing a finger, three are pointing back at you.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, so I don't think that somebody just saying that to you is gaslighting, but I do think that a similar approach in response could work in terms of saying like. You know, say, let's say somebody says to you, you're taking it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would probably respond and say, I'm taking it the way that I perceived it. That's not wrong. Right. Just because that wasn't the way you intended it. Mm-hmm. But like, let's talk about that, like you said.
0: Right. What about, so we're we're also talking about how like true gaslighting has sort of a, um has like a time horizon on it let's say somebody experienced a relationship of gaslighting how do they then date in a healthy way after that i mean one therapy yeah
1: 100% because has i to think be a big that piece of the it, pie there it has to be a big piece of it because i think that something that my therapist has been really helpful with for me in is how do i not see that in in every interaction like how do i hmm. not have a like um Hair, uh, hair trigger. What's the what word am I looking for here? Yeah, I think that's right. Is that right? Hair trigger. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Of like over overly sensitive Mm -hmm. to that, and I think that I did initially, like I would, you know, you could have whatever boundaries you want, and you can set them as harshly as you want. Do you? For me, I think coming out of my relationship with the oyster, I was setting boundaries. More harshly than I want to, mm, interesting, and like not that not that those boundaries aren't still valid for me, but I was doing it in ways that I think were shutting people down, yeah, and not well, inviting that, conversation.
0: It reminds me of the date that my friend went on when the girl was like, "You don't know me, you don't like me enough yet." yes, and it was yes. like, we get what you're saying, do this a little differently,
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I think that I had to kind of work through like, okay, I can set a boundary without Telling the person that they're a bad person for having done whatever thing.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Assuming that they're – I mean, there are certain things that they would be a bad person for doing. So, like, the things that I'm talking about were not that way. An example is when the 3 Pete on our third or fourth date or whatever had his hand on my thigh. That could have mm. been something that somebody else would have been comfortable with. That's not, like, objectively bad. Yeah. But it made me uncomfortable And because of, like, the work that I had done, I was able to express it to him in a way that didn't make him feel like I thought he was now a terrible person because I didn't. Yeah. But I don't think I would have been able to express it that way immediately after dating the oyster. I think I would have been much harsher about it. I know I would have been because I was to people.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I get that. Like, totally. And and I'm sure – both experience and therapy contributed to yes your ability to refine your approach
1: yes distance from the relationship yeah like all, all that all that for sure but yeah I think and I think just being conscious of it helped too and continues to help
0: yeah totally it's the first step
1: awareness
0: yeah. mm-hmm. um I feel like I'm just like running you through these hypotheticals what about um <laughs> what about what about the silent treatment is that gaslighting or manipulation? manipulation i think so too i think so too so this is actually something um powerpoint did this to me once and i was like never again will this be acceptable where um i we were in an argument about something where we were indifferent like it was over the over the phone and i am actually very amenable to somebody saying like we are going in circles Let's mm. like take a break. Let's like calm down and like revisit this. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if somebody says they need space in an argument, it, it is hard, but I, I can honor that. Yeah. He hangs up and turns his phone on airplane mode.
1: No. mm-hmm. No, I hate I hate yes. that so much. I'm like just imagining how I would feel in that moment. Yeah, I was furious. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely manipulation in the sense that, like, they are doing it to get a reaction out of you most likely. Mm-hmm. Because if they just wanted space, they would just say that. Right. And also to control, like, instead yeah, of confronting to- my emotions,
0: wanted to control the inter- control the interaction.
1: Yeah. And um, so, yeah. But, yeah, but the reason just to explain why that's not gaslighting is because they're not – because first of all, gaslighting I think requires words. Actually, I think um, so too. But because they're they're not telling you that your perception of the situation is wrong, or that like the reality that you're experiencing is wrong. They are they are quite literally changing the reality you're experiencing. Actually, yeah, yep, totally agree. removing themselves from the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um. Oh man, I would be so mad. That's actually like. ASV used the silent treatment on me that one time, that massive fight that we had before he broke up with me where he basically just stopped responding and he didn't turn his phone off, but like he was awake and it's not like he was asleep. Like he was awake and receiving my messages and just didn't tell me that he didn't want to talk anymore. Mm -hmm. I hate hate the silent treatment so much. Yeah, it's fucked up. It doesn't sit well with me at all. I also have a very hard time taking breaks, like you said. I will respect it if somebody asks for it, but I have a really hard time with it. Yeah. What are – speaking of examples, like what are some way other ways that you see that term used that really is not how that term should be used?
0: Um. I mean, I think that – I do think that like negging is not gaslighting, right?
1: Oh, yeah. We got a question about that, about gaslighting versus negging.
0: Yeah. I do think there's a difference. What do you think it is? I wish that I knew what this was. My friend sent me a voice memo, and I said, LOL, you're gaslighting yourself. And then she said, LOL, I am. What the fuck?
1: Wait, somebody actually asked us in the questions, what about self-gaslighting? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm laughing because I just searched my text for gaslighting, and in all caps, I wrote to my best friend, I'm being gaslit by my litter company.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> I remember that.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so negging versus gaslighting.
0: Yeah. Negging is being rude with the outcome of emotional manipulation, whereas gaslighting is literally telling you that, like, one of your physical senses is invalid.
1: Yes. Yes. Like, you're either the way that you heard something or what you're Mm -hmm. seeing. Yes, yes. I love that.
0: They can have the same outcome of, like, affecting... How you perceive a person, but different different mechanism. I think
1: agreed because in that ne- yeah in negging you're just like you're just insulting someone.
0: Yeah, it's
1: charming. Just, Love it again being Love a dick. It. Yeah,
0: it's bad. Right,
1: but yeah, it's not gaslighting. Um, yeah. I found it I, in my text. I found another example of gaslighting where a friend of mine was walking to the subway with a guy that we know, like a a guy that we're just friends with, kind of a more acquaintances with, but who has a pretty serious romantic history with one of our close friends Mm -hmm. and he tried to kiss her he tried to kiss my friend when they got to the subway and she basically like had to say like hey like i think that's you know i don't think it's appropriate that we do that because of your history with x person and then he went on a rant about how he had not tried to kiss her And was like, I can't believe you thought that's what I was trying to do. Like, I can't believe you think that about me. I would never try to kiss you. And she was like, bro, you like – your lips were inches from mine. I had to push you away.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. I forgot that that happened. That was a couple years ago. It just came up in my text. I would also say that another
0: one, they convince you that – and like this, again, has to do with like denying your experience – like your literal experience of something – if um, – I think a form of gaslighting can be somebody who says that everyone else in your life is a
1: liar or against you. That, like, yes. I'm your
0: only ally.
1: Yes. I mean, that's a very, very significant sign of just bad – yeah, bad shit in yeah. general. Like, somebody who's trying to isolate you from all the people around you, that's not good. Yeah. Um, like But, you can yeah. Only tr- like, you can only you can trust only my trust version me. of the events. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not good. Yeah, no.
0: Um, And that's the thing. Like, I think that, like, to your point, like, that's very serious. I think gaslighting is very serious.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And so, like, I think a lot of what we've talked about today is, like, calling off, calling off, calling out a one-off moment of gaslighting where this is a well-intentioned person doing poorly in a a moment and real gaslighting is a fucking serious thing. And, like, that's kind of why I think we're trying to limit the definition to what it truly is and give
1: it the gravity that it deserves. Yes, absolutely. Um and like we said at the top, I think if you if you are feeling like what you're experiencing is is that persistent pattern and it's somebody who is you know you know you feel like again exhibiting these these patterns and that's a you know a larger a larger issue and very much encourage you to seek out resources.
0: Yeah. And so maybe we should um to kind of like end on a note like that. Taking yourself out of the experience, what if like your friend is telling you stories about their partner and their dating relationship and you're like, oh shit, this does like not sound good. How do you handle that?
1: I think I think kind of trying to reflect it back at them at first of like, I'm hearing you say this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hearing you say that you experienced it this way and that they invalidated that. Mm-hmm. Like how did that make you feel? Like, how are we feeling about this? Um, but I also think encouraging them to seek out resources because I think a lot of times we can't be that for our friends. Like, we're not mental health professionals. Totally. Unless you are. and but. Right. Um, but still, though, like,
0: your friend is not your client, even if you Correct. are. And Correct. so, yeah. Um,
1: yes, I agree. Yeah. So but that's I think- hard. But that's hard. It's absolutely hard. It's absolutely hard. I think that... And, go ahead. I was just going to say that I think that something that I've tried to do in the past is just continue to try to focus on and have your friend focus on like how they're feeling about it mm-hmm. so that it becomes less about, oh, your partner is doing these terrible things and more about you seem like you're upset consistently in this relationship yeah. and let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. I think what's hard is that also... That relies on some, like, vulnerability from your friend, too, because, like, I never revealed that, like, this was going on with PowerPoint. Like, Mm. my friends had, like, said good things about him to my parents, where they were like, we know you don't live in L.A., we want you to know, we see them together, and, like, they're so lovely, da-da-da, and then when... We broke up and I told all the backstory. My friend was like, oh my God, I feel so awful for saying that like, this was a good person to your parents. And I was like, no, it's not your fault. I like hid this so well. Mm. it can be think of I also think so just like think about like what it might take your friend to reveal hey something's going on here it's not good like that's a hard thing to tell a friend because you'll forgive your partner a lot faster than your friend will yeah it can be it can just be really hard to tell a friend such a kind of like negative thing about somebody so
1: yeah yeah I mean it's not a coincidence that I didn't talk about any of these oyster stories until after we grew up part of it is because I I didn't recognize it for what it was in the moment um, but yeah, it's not, it's yeah, not a coincidence totally.
0: at all. I was not, not proud of, proud of that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Not me either. Um, well, a serious topic, but an important one. Quite. I'm glad we, I'm glad we tackled it. Yes. Very.
1: Yes. Agreed. And I also think it would be good. Like we've talked about with, um, Therapy Jeff, that resource for finding a therapist mm. at Therapy Den, um and I think that that would be a good thing to put in the show notes for this episode too cuz I think that like a lot of what we're saying is like the next step is probably if you're really feeling like that use your resources to, you know have some professional yeah, that's help that's a good there. idea so maybe yeah, like so I
0: think that would be talk a good... space and or like you know some, something like that
1: yeah yeah I'll put those in the show
0: notes good thought all righty well enjoy your long weekend with your family say hi to everyone thank you
1: talk to you soon bye well